welcome to a patch of happiness. This is for you, the person who truly wants to live their best life possible, to grow, to expand, and to jump into the unknown, to love yourself, and to have fun. I'm at a patch. I'm an actress, model, and mindset coach. I'm an all-round creative and entrepreneur. Creativity runs through my blood, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Every day I am learning and growing within and about myself, jumping into this scary but rewarding unknown. And that's what I'm here to help you with. We will talk all things mindset, manifestation, the law of attraction, the ego, health, wealth, and the universe, but also creative endeavors such as acting, modeling, and all things involved. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Are you ready? Hi guys and welcome back to A Patch of Happiness. It is Anna Patch here this week with you as every week I am with you. Um, this week I have another special guest on the podcast. Her name is Rachel White and Rachel is an amazing human who does lots of amazing things. She's a yoga coach, a life coach and helping women move through their life and guide them gently towards where they're meaning and needing to be in their life to be the authentic self. She's a speaker and an author as well and also a podcast host of The Gentle Podcast. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and how are you? How is, how's your isolation going? What's going on for you at the moment? Um, yeah, it's going pretty good. I feel like the colder weather has kind of prompted more rest, but in general I've been just really creative and putting a lot of things together in the background. Sorry. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) My grandma was just saying, she's awesome. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So my isolation has, yeah, been going really well, just flowing between, resting putting things together staying home keeping Mm -hmm. to myself but staying connected with everyone online as well lovely sounds really lovely and can you tell um us a little bit more about yourself and your journey and whatever you feel you want to share with us today yeah definitely um so I think you you summed it up in your introduction, all the things that I do, like coaching, speaking, I run programs and really I just want to help women be their most authentic self and to realise the power that they have within themselves. And I feel like um, what I'm, I kind of started working with women who were in that stage of being really burnt out, really not recognising how amazing they were. And now I'm kind of... um, going into this new direction of really working with women who want to be leaders and want to make an impact and just like who have stepped into their power and now just want to up level and turn it up and and do all the amazing things that they know they're capable of and my journey is like there's so many so many tangents to my journey Mm -hmm. but basically I grew up in a country town in Victoria and from a really young age to my like early 20s, I just always searched externally for like validation, for approval, for praise. And I've always been really ambitious. I've always been really into personal development and trying to be the best version of myself. But it was kind of 
in search for external approval. It's like I loved getting awards because I loved the praise that that led to. And, and um, yeah, so I've always been really interested in, like, being my best self and helping others. But in the last, I would say, like, five, seven years, it's that mission has been the same, but it's really evolved to a point where I want to be my best self for me and I want to, like, help empower others to do that as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's a wrap-up. Yeah, so your journey throughout the years has now led you to here and it's just really nice, you know, like everything that we go through, you know, we're always constantly evolving and changing. Um and why, like, why do you think, can we, if we can go back to like the burnout space for like mm-hmm. a, a, a little moment, um, what do you, why do you think people burn out? Why do you think they get themselves to that um, part in their lives, I guess? Like, how do you think it happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that like there's, I think everyone's journey is kind of different. Like it's not necessarily like the how looks really different for everyone but what it all has in common is trying to seek external power it's we either move through things really quickly because that's what we've been conditioned to believe that we just have to work harder and harder and harder or we're seeking external validation which was like really the case for me or we're trying to people please, or it's like there's so many different expressions, but what it all comes down to is this fear that we don't have power within ourselves, so we try to take it from external sources. Mm. Whereas when we actually learn to self-source our internal power, then there's just no such thing as burnout because we're fueled by our internal energy, which is limitless, but when, we ha- when we're constantly taking power from external things, that is such a limited supply that, like, it's a cycle of burnout and there's nothing else your body can do but burn out until you learn to self-source. Oh, my God. I've just had, like, a mind-blown moment right, right then. <laughs> Did not even think of, like, of burnout like that, like the external validation of, you know, like the whole thing of being successful equals being really busy and, like, that was something that I personally was working through last year. And, yeah, it's so true, like, our energy, if we're, like, feeling motivated and inspired, then we're going to have the energy to work on whatever we're inspired to do. But if we're trying to do it for validation, then we're just, yeah, we're going to burn ourselves out or get tired because it's not actually coming from truthfully our soul and, like, our energy centre Oh my gosh, that's like blown my mind. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's such a good insight to have. Wow. Um, that's incredible. I'm just blown. My mind's blown. I'm kind of just like in awe right now. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like to take it like a, a step deeper, mm. we all have like it's when we have a balance of our masculine and feminine energy I feel like is when we're in the greatest capacity to not only source our internal power but express it in a way that like makes an impact and and Mm. achieves all the things we want to as well and like if we think of masculine energy is is consciousness is the structure and the feminine is the energy and the movement and we really can't have 
either of those things without the other. Mm. And I, I heard this analogy um, the other day, which I thought was really cool to describe why we need both the masculine and the feminine. It's like if you imagine like the coolest like sports car that is just like just has the most beautiful, elegant design, has all the amazing features, like that's the consciousness, that's the structure, that's the masculine. Mm. But if there's no fuel or whatever energy source that new cars use these days, then the car has no purpose. It's just a pretty thing to look at. And it's the same with our masculine and feminine energy. We can have all the structures in place. We can have the consciousness and the awareness. But if we don't have our feminine energy, we don't have the life force to give things meaning and to give things purpose. And it's like in yoga, it's kind of like our our Shakti Prana. It's our it's a life force that we need to actually be inspired, be motivated. And that's a limitless source when we internally source it. Yeah. Wow. Again, mind blown. Um, that is such a good way of looking at it because, and so that's an easy way to understand it. And like, and then you can, I guess like with yoga, um, which we'll get into in a second, I think um, like the body, our body, I guess can be like the car and then our energy is like the fuel that you put in it. And if we're just doing the body stuff, does that make sense? Like if we're just doing like the physical like hustle mentality, I guess you could like refer it to like as the body, like and then if we don't have the feminine energy balanced out within and we don't have the fuel to move down the road. Does that make sense? (laughs) That's what I'm just trying to process what you just said, but I love it. Um, Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. And like I think that... Sometimes we need to kind of like redefine we look the way we general the way that feminine and masculine energy I feel like is generalized at the moment is that like the masculine is um like doing action goals blah blah, blah and the feminine is like the um like the loving caring relaxing but I feel like it it's so much deeper than that because at its core essence the feminine is the life force is the energy Mm. so we can we can still be doing things achieving things in our feminine energy and we can also still be like relaxing doing nothing in masculine energy it really it's not actually the how it's the intention and the energy behind what we're doing always love that love love I'm just that's great Awesome. Guys, if you need to re-listen to that, go and listen to that right now. So it was awesome. <laughs> um, wow, you've blown my mind. That's great because I was like last year, it was like my the whole year was like trying to balance out my masculine and fe- feminine energy. Like I was always in the hustle, go, 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 like never stopping, mm-hmm. always working like Monday to Sunday, not technically at work maybe like in inverted commas, but, you know, working my podcast or writing an email or blog posts or doing acting stuff. And then, like, it was a slow progress of being like, I can have the weekend off. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the stage where it's like there. Then I went way into my feminine and I didn't want to do anything. So it's like then balancing it out. But now it's even, like, better to, like, the intention behind it. But, like, you can still be chilling out in your masculine and then, like, the opposite to the feminine as well, still getting stuff yeah. done and achieving things. It's just, like, Definitely. the intention and the mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and what you just said that, um, you were labeling yourself as in your masculine because you were always working and doing things. 
But like that actually is, it sounds more of like a wounded feminine because the energy of moving and doing things is feminine in nature. But it was the idea that you just had to keep going past the point of your optimal energy levels. That's the wounded feminine of wanting to be a people pleaser. So sometimes we can think we're really masculine because we're doing things but we're actually coming from a wounded feminine place. So it's not that we need to be one energy or the other. It's that we can give ourselves structure as well as freeform energy and we can create a really beautiful synergistic balance of both together. Mm, I love that. Can you speak a bit more about like the wounded wounded feminine? Yeah. So, so our feminine is energy. Mm-hmm. And when like the divine feminine is compassionate, loving, gentle, soft, but then the wounded feminine is like insecure, people pleaser, needy. And if we look at the things we're doing from the energy behind them, it's like I so um, like an example, I someone asked me to go to the supermarket and get something for them. Am I if, I, if the only reason I go and do that is because I think if I don't, they won't love me anymore, that's coming from a, a like people-pleaser, insecure, wounded feminine mm. place. Whereas if we're our, in our divine feminine, I can say yes because I genuinely want to help them or, or it's something that's really easy for me to do or like I really want to do it or I can say no from an empowered or divine feminine place as well that like in a space of I'm honoring my energy that that's actually not something I want to give my energy to right now Mm. and it's like and if we look at the wounded masculine so um but so masculine is um like logical analytical um like strong problem solver but a wounded masculine is like aggressive like the um yeah like aggressive and like that's the one word that's coming to my mind but (laughs) like if you think about like the like how like a macho man is described that actually that isn't them being masculine it's them coming from a wounded masculine place it's like when you're coming from a wounded place it's kind of like you have to do it's like you feel like you have to defend your masculinity or your femininity so you're overcompensating and coming from that like lower vibrational point. Mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like the the wounded masculine, like, yeah, like the macho men, for example, I guess. Um, easiest example. Yeah, if they're not feeling totally in themselves and like trusting themselves and they're going to want to like put a barrier up to kind of protect themselves in a way yeah. and that's what and, comes across yeah interesting yeah and that that's literally the only reason we do those like wounded expressions because we feel we need to protect ourselves mm. we don't we, it's like we're trying too hard not to be judged or not to be punished that we overcompensate and then we're not coming from an authentic, an authentic place yeah wow wow what a great great chat already it's been 10 minutes <laughs> Uh, (laughs) that's great that's such a good insight to have and I guess like for those listening if you're not aware of like this type of stuff this is um really I guess it's so good to know right to know that these energies are a part of us and um 
yeah, the awareness of it changes everything really. So um, that's great. Thank you so much for that. That was awesome. Um, I have one more thing to share. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, go for it. If you want to keep going down this topic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. um, So I'm sure that everyone has seen the image of like the, the rod and then the serpent snakes intertwining and then sometimes it has like angel wings at the top like a lot of I see a lot of um like hospitals using this symbol or even if you haven't seen it if you google um like kundalini serpent it'll come up straight away and what this represents is like basically our body at an energy level so the serpents is there's one serpent that is masculine there's one serpent that is feminine and they're intertwining along the rod which is our spine and then they intersect at seven different points which is our chakras Mm. so when we're when we're balanced in our feminine and masculine and in our chakras our whole being is balanced and we come from our most empowered state of being And like a really, if you want to like a really simple practice to just begin shifting any energy blockages that are in that entire system, um, doing um, Nadi Shodana, which is alternative nostril breathing in um, a pranayama technique, that I do that every single day just for like two or three minutes because it's just the easiest way to identify any blocks in that entire system. And because everything connects and everything overcrosses at some point, if we have an imbalance in our, say, feminine energy, then that could impact every, like, one chakra and that will ripple and impact the next one. So it's like this, when when we look at wanting to balance our masculine and feminine energy, it's not a, it's not just let's be more feminine. Mm. It's that any, any block in energy impacts our entire energy system. So something, so... If we're expressing ourselves in a wounded feminine form, it's not necessarily that we don't have enough feminine energy. It could be a block from somewhere else in the system. So it's like we need to address our whole holistic being to be fully balanced. Yeah, wow, I love that. Can you just give like a real basic um, description of how to do that nostril breathing? Yeah, so with your right hand, palm faces your face, middle finger and um, like index, the finger next to your thumb, go in your third eye in between your eyebrows and you just alternate nostril breathing. So you inhale, block your left nostril, exhale through the right, then inhale through the right, block it with your thumb, exhale through the left, inhale through the left, block with your ring finger, exhale through the right. And you just keep that alternating. So inhale, block, exhale through the opposite, inhale. And then, and yeah, when I first started that practice, I felt like one side of my nose was always like blocked and it just felt so uncomfortable. But that's just part of the process of clearing those energy blocks. So it feels Mm. like really uncomfortable. If your nose is really blocked, then, um, you can just visualize the air instead of fully blocking each side if it if it is that uncomfortable but the more you do it the more you'll clear out any blockages and it will it like I just love love doing it now but it can take some practice yeah cool thank you for that I think I'm going to try that because I've, I've done it in yoga before like when I'm in a class 
And it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's weird at first, but it feels good. And it makes sense as to why one of them was blocked because you're probably like blocked in like in your, in your energy field and then, you know, cleared up. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I'm going to try that. Um, So with the speaking of yoga, we'll segment into a new segment. Um, Do you want to talk about yoga and whatever kind of comes to mind and how you got into it and everything? Yeah. Well, how I initially got into yoga was I, so I used to work as an accountant mm-hmm. back in the day. Back that the was day. my professional yeah. career. And um, at, like at that, at this point in time, when I first started to explore yoga, I was like very much committed to my accounting career. And I really wanted to do whatever I needed to be successful. And what I noticed was that I was, I got to this position where I was taking on more responsibility. I had like an email every second, a phone call every other second. And then I had like people coming up to me asking me where work was. And then I was training junior staff and it was just like, like constant, constant, constant things happening. And so what I was seeking was like a method for me to back then I termed it as like dealing with distractions Mm. or like being like being at my best brain capacity to get my work done while dealing with everything else that was going on. And that kind of led me to the concept of mindfulness. um, And then that kind of led me to meditation. And then that led me to yoga. So initially it was just, I wanted to do something to calm down my mind and to be more alert, be more present, all for the purpose of doing my job better. Mm-hmm. And then I started just um, like doing meditations, going to yoga classes, and I really loved it. And I found because I was living such a like highly stressful life, I found that the yoga classes were just, it was like, oh, my God, this is what it feels like to relax. It was like mm. I, I, forgot, I forgot what that was even like for so long. Um, so then I just kept kept going to classes and then um, like most yoga classes kind of trickle in a lot of the um, like spiritual theory side of it, um, like most good, te- most good yoga teachers will do that anyway. So then I started to get really fascinated on that side of it. It was like, oh, what are these chakras they're talking about and, and what, are, what are all these like Sanskrit words? So I started to research it and then I thought I'll do my yoga teacher training just because I actually want to know all these things that they're talking about. Um, so I did that and I never, when I signed up, I never thought that I would teach yoga, but part of the course was to do a class like as a trainee teacher and um, I did that and I really loved it. And I've always really loved like teaching in any form. So yeah, I just started teaching classes from there and just got more fascinated by all the different spiritual elements of it. And like yoga itself is a really like masculine practice in that it's structured and there's these certain poses. And that's how I initially started in the practice. But now I do a much more like embodied kind of, I guess, feminine practice where I just, um, allow my body to move but it was good to have the foundational knowledge of what the poses were and what they what parts of the body they link to metaphysically and physically and all of that yeah so that's kind of my yoga journey and I do much more meditation and I would say like mind yoga than physical yoga these days Mm -hmm. but I I do love having like the background knowledge and 
and all the learning I've done in it. Yeah. So with like more feminine yoga, is that so, can you explain to us a little bit about that? So I know for me, I do with yoga, I either follow like a little like yoga with Adrian usually on mm-hmm. YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's great. Yeah. Um, or so I- if we, um, with like with yoga poses, the thing is that the the classical or traditional yoga poses were designed for pre-pubescent teenage boys thousands of years ago in India. So the poses are designed for like a a teenage boy's pelvis, which is not really um, an ideal way of movement for women. I'm so sorry, there's someone at my door. So someone's about to walk into the house. Um, It's life. It's fine. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have sat in the lounge room. I should have just laid in my room. Um, Yeah, so fem... so traditional yoga is masculine because it's really structured because it was designed for these teenage boys but when we step into a feminine form of yoga which I don't think is like a a technical word but we can look at it like like it's not even anything that has to have structure it's just us moving our body how we intuitively feel to move it and knowing some of the poses can help because when I when I meet people that haven't done any yoga and tell them just to move their body, they're like, what do I even do? But if you know some poses, you can kind of use that as your template or your starting point. And then like, you don't even have to know the name of a pose to, to do it, but yeah, it can, it can help as a, as a starting point. So when I practice yoga, I don't have like, I don't have a time I'm going to do it for. I don't have any poses in mind. Like I definitely have poses that I love doing, but, I just do what feels good and sometimes I actually just go in child's pose for like 10 minutes. Sometimes I do like a really intense like flow that just like everything just connects and and flows back and connects together. Um, But it's just about honouring our body and I would say more feminine practices honour like the um, like our hips and just like standing with your feet together is like a what you'll be guided in a lot of yoga classes, but that actually doesn't suit a woman's um, pelvis or, or hips at all. So I, I always encourage my students to like follow what I'm saying as a guide, but always adjust to what feels good for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and a feminine practice, or I would say also really focuses on the ankles, our ankles, uh, our feet, sorry, are the wings to our womb. So we, our feet hold a lot of, our feet and ankles hold a lot of tension for like our womb space energetically. So just like even gently massaging and rolling up the ankles can be really helpful to connect with our femininity. Wow. I'm going to start rolling up my ankles and my feet. That That is needed yeah. at the moment. Um, that's so interesting. It's like, so I, you know, I've done lots of different yoga classes and like I know yoga with Adrienne on YouTube she's like just move your body like a lot of her practices are like that which is really nice and I think from doing hers um I've learned to like yeah sometimes I just like feel like doing child's pose because that is such a you feel so good um mm-hmm. and just like moving yeah in the way that my body's just guided to because everything else in life we're guided to so and again our bodies tell us everything anyway so when we're doing like practice like yoga for it to, for our bodies to be like, no, I want to move in this certain way. And you'll feel really good from that. 
And if you go to do something else, if you're doing your own practice, it may not feel good at all. And if you may move in a slightly different way, like even like cat cow, like I do that and you kind of move in a circle, like up and down and like you yeah. just kind of flow with it, which like yeah, really nice. your own variations. Yeah, so you kind of just have the freedom to do that. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. I think that I think that's a good chat. Do you have anything, um, anything else that you want to share um, to end on? Um, something that I just always love to end every conversation on is that just this reminder that we all have everything we need within us already and we all can internally source that next step to take and we don't have to, like, for as long as we seek answers outside of ourselves, we'll always be in this search and unfulfilled state. So just yeah, a reminder that you already have everything you need within you and to really trust yourself and allow allow your journey to unfold with trust. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. Everything we need is within us always. Um, thank you so much, Rachel. If people want to connect with you, follow you, um, where can they find you? Where's the best ways for them to contact and reach out? Yeah, so at by Rachel White is my handle on Facebook and Instagram. I have a free Facebook group. My website is byrachelwhite.com as well. Um, so you can basically reach me anywhere and I would love to hear from you. I, I love getting messages from people. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if you guys want to tag us in this episode, feel free to. My Instagram is at Patch underscore and Rachel's is again by Rachel White. Tag us, share your feedback, your comments, whatever, connect with us. That's why we're here. Um, Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you next week on A Patch of Happiness. Have a beautiful week, everyone. And thanks again, Rachel. Thank you for coming on and chatting to us about those amazing things and mind-blown moments that I personally had. So it was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. Bye.